This is a headgum podcast. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. It's a gift. Music. You hear that? You hear that little giggle? That's a gift. You smell that? The air you breathe? That's a gift. Mm. You feel that thing underneath your rear end? That's a seat. You know what a seat is? What? It's a gift. Oh, Lord, we've been through it this week. It's been a lot. But we want to thank you for the good things you've given us, God. The small things to the big things. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're going to go around and we're going to give you some thanksgiving, God, and forever this time. Because you know what podcasting is? It's a gift. And may we never take that gift for granted. So I'll close out and maybe, Caroline, you can start. And then we can go around the room and pray as we feel led. Um, God, I have to give you praise because I thought that Miss Delta had finally come for me this weekend. I was sure. It's my time. It's my time. And I I have to admit that a part of me is thrilled a little bit for the drama. What? <laughs> <laughs> like meeting a celebrity. Like, mm. wow, finally in my home. I've heard so much. I've heard it all. What is she really like? You know, I'll get to have my own little story of like, oh, you saw her at the grocery store. Or she was rude. I, you saw her, you know, at the DMV. Um, and after, you know, two and a half days and a, a test, I got tested right away because I'm responsible to, to uh, my God. <clears throat> oh, maybe Delta's here. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. It turns out uh, that you protected me from that, God. And by God, I mean two doses of Pfizer coursing through my veins. And also because it was not coronavirus, it was simply a tummy problem that forced me to stay rooted to my home, if you know what I mean. I mean, close mm. proximity to my second office mm. all day long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. So I got, I got to give thanks that, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't my time. And I hope it never will be my time. Um, so uh, uh, praise for deliverance. We praise you for deliverance, Father. We praise you for the gift of, of little tummy troubles or tummy twubbles, as some people might put them. <laughs> but God, if Delta should come, we have open hearts because Delta is a gift from you, God. It's a gift. And our suffering would be good and justified. Oh my it's God. definitely not a really weird worldview to think that all suffering is good because it brings us closer to you. No, it's not. It's a good worldview that makes sense right. and applies to all of us. Thank you. Is there anyone else in the room that feels led to pray? Anyone else at all? That's okay. There's a lot of shy spirits in the room right now. That's all right, Lord. Unspoken, we hear that. We hear that unspoken. We hear the spoken. 
We we hear the heartless and we hear the broken. That's what we're here to do tonight, Father. And so I pray that this podcast is a gift for whoever is listening to it. That's the ultimate gift, that whatever is happening in the life and in the day of the person listening to this podcast, that gets turned around when they hear this, that it, there's a 180 that takes place, a holy 180, where they're facing this way, guess what? They're going to face that way. They're west, guess what? They're going to face east afterwards. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so, God, we pray for that in our listeners' lives and each other's lives. And for all these things we pray. Amen. Amen. And the tea is like yuck hard. Consider the source. Hey. God, consider the source. It's me. I'm a fan of my mom. My name is Brandon Flowers. I'm a father, I'm a husband, and I'm a Mormon. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. <laughs> I'm Caroline. And we're here to have a little Good Christian Fun, or maybe in this case, GMF, Good Mormon Fun. A little LDS Fun. A little LDS Fun. Yes. Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian popular culture, the music, and the movies, and the entertainment made for and made by God. Just kidding. By Christians. <laughs> but you know, for God. Sure. Yeah. They make it all. Yeah. It's all for you, God. All for you. All the trailblazers and I entrepreneurs of me. the Jesus music yeah. made it for you for no other reason. <laughs> We're all just a startup for the Lord. Worship is an entrepreneurial exercise <laughs> where we humble ourselves for God. But we're not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church, whether that church is in, you know, freaking Tuscaloosa. Where is Tuscaloosa? Tennessee? What? Tuscaloosa? Tuscaloosa. I know. it's. I don't know. Where is that? No. So whether it's there or, you know, Salt Lake City. That's right. We're just here to have fun. We're not here to make you go to church or or to change your beliefs. We're not taking anything from you. No. We want to give you things. Yeah. Do you think we've given anyone anything? (laughs) We've given them maybe a a side-splitting laugh. I hope so. And what a ministry. Holy laughter. We've Born talked about side. that on the show, right? <laughs> like a sort of uh, Pentecostal adjacent thing in which instead oh, of getting yeah. slain in the spirit where people put their hand on your forehead and push you down, people just start giggling. And then the pastor yeah. whoever says, this is holy laughter. This is really Hysterical good. laughter. That sounds like, fun. Uh, yeah, it sounds fun until you're in the midst of it. You're, <laughs> Were you there? Have you you're ever a 12-year-old holy boy. Laughter? You're oh. scared shitless. You love yes. comedy, so you're confused. I was. I was like, I usually like this, but not like this. There was something off about it. West Wing didn't prepare me for this. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think I was, I was, uh, uh, I had not watched West Wing yet. Oh, Man. I was pre WW. West Wing, a show that everyone feels the same way about for the last 20 years. It definitely doesn't feel really <laughs> bad to have loved that show oh. in any way. Wait, why? You know? I think West Wing now, this is a digression, I think West Wing now represents a certain sort of uh, centrist baby boomer neoliberalism uh, that's a little I antithetical yeah, to like many people's- Yeah, like government is always good at the end. It, it's protective of institutions in a way that mm. I don't think is uh, essential for us to believe in 2021. It was made by a man who's, you know, has his troubles, stinky. I'll say. Yeah. A little stinky. Yeah, okay. Oh, boy. But I, I want to talk to a man who's not a little stinky right now. Friends and folks, 
You may know this gentleman from his work on Black Monday or the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He is a writer. He's a comedian. He's a podcaster himself. Give it the hell up, hell up for Bridger Weiniger. I stumbled and fumbled on that. I usually have you great Kevin precision. Wait, should I do it again? No. Right. I shouldn't. It was great. It was okay. great. You don't want to hear it again, guys? Oh, I would hate to do it I'm again. Good. Are you sure? Okay. I like I think the listener needs to know that you're imperfect. I yeah, there is I great point. I really stumble. Usually I write them out, but I was like, I know his credits. I know this man. Mm. I got it. And you then got it. Oh, sorry to this man. I'll say that. <laughs> I didn't also, even mention his podcast. I said no gifts. They That's need to podcast. know that you're imperfect. They need to know that I'm forgiving mm-hmm. and that we're all on a good page here from yeah. the very beginning. It yeah. doesn't matter. You're forgiving, but also you're forgiven <laughs> as well. It's both. I'm forgiven. Yeah. We forgive you. Like Clint Eastwood, we do forgive Thank you. you. Thank you. Should we okay, start the show that way? <laughs> hey, we forgive you. We know, we know, we know about all this. We know your thing, <laughs> your stuff, and it's forgiven. Fresh start. Page one, rewrite. Here we go. We're giving a guest from the very beginning of a podcast is the, I mean, the next hour will just be so uncomfortable. <laughs> well, the whole you free. premise of your podcast is uh, the guests are disobedient little piggies. What, how do you, I what don't do you call know them? that that's true. I have, I have a podcast where I ask people on, they show up, they've done something that, you know, I, I have trouble. I, I have trouble, mm-hmm. but I run a clean ship. Uh, everything above board. And then I just happen to have guest after guest after guest that just shows up with gifts Mm -hmm. that I don't need that are just cluttering my home. Mm -hmm. Kevin was recently a guest. And I cluttered. Cluttered. Although he did bring something that I was able to just eat and then it was gone. Do you want to say it or do you well, want me to? Well, I, I brought some cheesecake snickerdoodle bars, Ooh. also known as Lana Del Cake's Cinnatime Cheeseness, and um, <laughs> wow. Lana okay. Del Rey's Summertime some, Sadness, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I put it together. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> um, yeah, and they're, they're freshly baked, and, and hopefully they're cluttering your home no more. I'd be concerned if they still are. Those would be, uh, they would probably be okay. Yeah. You know, my standards for eating a treat when I'm desperate, <laughs> are so low. So, so if there was like one left at the back of my fridge, sure, I'm going to eat it. it. Perhaps, of course. Yeah. Oh, great. You can always put it in the freezer and then, you know, right. warm it up and defrost when ready. I'm a little upset one of those has never crossed my path. Yeah, I didn't even know you were making bars. Snickerdoodle cheesecake bar. Oh, yeah. I like when making bars. When did you bars. start doing bars? I've, I've done cookies and cream bars. Oh I've gosh. done freaking uh, peanut butter brownie blondie bar. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. There's okay. a lot of good you stuff. You know, in my mind, I was thinking more like a candy bar kind of situation. Oh. That's what I got excited oh, about. Oh, no. Brownies are bars, flat casserole baked good? Whoa, whoa, no, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're talking about someone baked making candy bars in their dish. own home. Come on. This is, what is I'm just trying to, man, this really flips. Bridger oh made Lord. an amazing cookie, by the way. I, yeah. I, he brought it in. And well, because Bridger's a, so uh, good. A, a little chef himself, a little baker. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Himself. And yeah, it's very good. Is but, there room for two redhead bakers in this house? I don't think so. I'm feeling a fight. Yeah, coming. only one of us can live here. And I hope we all agree with that. <laughs> I'm moving in tonight. Oh, my okay, gosh. Jen yes. is leaving an honest You're my new co-host. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Bridger, wow, this happened because you got confused about the bars. He's your new co-host. Uh, yeah, I don't like being confused. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> oh man, but yes, Bridger's a fantastic baker himself. Game recognized games. Oh, oh my very god, sweet. Kevin is what a lovely on thing. another planet. When you start creaming, I'm, give me a call though. When you start churning <laughs> that, that cream, cream machine, there's no chance of me making an ice cream. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it could happen. You Are got you the counter space for it. Like it's gonna go wrong. Yeah, I can't have things go wrong. I'm too fragile. Though, as a medium. I think it is. I think it's a place to experiment and have a little fun. Yeah, get a little crazy. Get a little little crazy with the cream. I had (laughs) a a friend of a show, our our friend Carl Tart, reached out. He said, What's the machine you got? I want to start creaming. I said, Brother, it would be my pleasure and my delight to count you as a brother in cream. What does one of those run you for? (laughs) Well, you asked me, and you know. That's true, for I the, forgot. Oh, well, you can get, like, a basic machine for a hundred-something like or less. Like a third Peloton or oh my God. Like two Pelotons. No, it costs, like, a, a sixteenth of a Peloton. No, okay, the okay. one I have is, like, 300 bucks. Oh, okay, okay. That's not bad. That's, no. like, a good appliance, you I know? would like an ice cream maker that is, like, a Peloton as, a, like, a screen, and someone's yelling at you to make the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. That feels and like it makes go sense. ice cream maker. The, the pedaling is how you churn. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not oh, yeah, motorized. Yeah, yeah. That's how you do it. There is an ice cream shop here in L.A. where there is someone pedaling to make the ice cream, to churn it. Where? What it's is It's, like, this? one of the gimmicks. It was down the street from where you had a Gilmore Guys show one time in downtown L.A., Oh, the, um, so this is downtown LA yeah, like near Broadway, the Regent? Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. And it's ki- it's like a cute gimmick, but then it's kind of horrifying if you think about right. someone <laughs> like... just strapped to a bike. Yeah, like a maniacal uh, evil person like <laughs> oh is making Lord. their minion churn your cream for you. Banana. It tastes so good. I do feel like we're on to something, though. We're on to something. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, that makes so, yeah, it makes so much your sense. dessert right. as you exercise. Yeah. Could be. You know, like, let's bring it back. There was always bake-offs that would happen in the church, like little fundraising potluck things where people Ooh, would yeah. like bake a whole death by chocolate. I remember that was always mm. a hit. And it mm. was like to raise money, ties, donations, whatever. Bake I never, sale. Bake I guess off. it was a bake sale. You're right. Yeah. Like, bake I off. like the competitive. Yeah, edge. I know. I was, competition. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't feel churchy <laughs> to me. If Someone goes win, home crying. You're the new pastor at the end of it. <laughs> you take over the congregation. That's how we decide here. It just works best. <laughs> it's like the church in Acts. <laughs> they were not left wanting except for bake. They all shared. They shared their bars. Oh, boy. Well, Bridger, we'd love to know your history with religion and faith and things of that nature. I think you have a little uh, one a little more specific and unique than most of our guests. Well, look, I mean, I think they're all specific, uh, but mine is, uh, I guess, a little bit more curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mormonism. Yes. I grew up Mormon. Uh, I'm from Salt Lake City. So... The notorious uh, SLC. SLC. Uh, <laughs> kind of the the uh, base, base of Mormonism. And uh, I practiced it for 20 years. Wow. And then it was a slow exit. Was the practice an enthusiastic 20 years? That's an interesting question. It was kind of. I mean, when you grow up in Utah, it's like there's no other option. It doesn't even feel like there's another world out there for you to explore. So you're Mm. like, you go along with it and you're perfectly happy with it. But church is boring. Yes. And especially as a kid, you're bored, I think, unless you're out of your mind. Uh, So there was never a moment where I was like, I had a real zeal for it. Yeah. But I believed in it enough to go on a Mormon mission. Whereabouts? Where'd you go? Um, uh, the whole two-year mission? Well, this is uh, where we run into some trouble. Okay, tell so, us, tell uh, us. <laughs> I went to, it was the 
uh, it was called the Singapore mission. So I went to Singapore, but then I was okay. in East Malaysia. Um, and so I was there for four months. Mm-hmm. And I went in not entirely convinced any of this was true. I mean, this mm-hmm. all goes, I mean, and we can get into this, but uh, I'm gay. And at the time was uh, light years away from coming out of the closet. But mm-hmm. um, th- that was a little key into like, oh, I don't know if I totally believe this, but sure, I'll go ride a bike around for eight hours a day and try to convince other people that it's true. Oh, so when you started this, you were intending to do the full oh, yeah. mission. Okay, you, When you, you were sign up there. for it, it's like, yeah. Bye. What, what is that like? I mean, how is it difficult to be convinced to go do that? Or is it so baked into your entire upbringing at that point that you don't blink an eye? It's totally a social norm. It's like, yeah. if you don't do it, you are, you feel like an outcast. So yeah. it's just like every, uh, uh, at least for males within the Mormon church, it's right. like, this is what happens when you turn, at the time it was when you turn 19, they've lowered the age to 18 at this point. Oh. But it's like, after can, much lobbying. <laughs> By teens, yeah, yeah. teens. We want to go. Let us in. <laughs> why? Is it? Uh, is it scary? I mean, I mean, you probably wouldn't admit it's scary because you're supposed to probably be like, "Yes, I'm so excited." Yeah, it, it, I it's feel like for most people, it would be kind of scary. Of course. Right? I mean, you're like a kid. You're a kid. I, like, when I was 19, I I mean, I looked like I was 11 years old. <laughs> I, I probably weighed 85 pounds. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, you feel was, small too in the right. world. Yeah. I'm, like, uh-huh. I'm not out of puberty yet, and we're <laughs> sending me somewhere no one I know has ever been. <laughs> um, so it was scary, and I think I think you can kind of admit it. And you know, there's a lot of crying with the family and all uh, of this because you're not. You only speak to your family like twice when you're on mission, right? Yeah, you get to speak to your family like two times a year, basically. I think on Mother's Day and Christmas. And Wait, you what's can the, what the hell? Not, a bone to Father's yeah. Day. Yeah. Father's Day. <laughs> the mother and stepped in and said, "We want Mother's Day." And fathers are like, "I don't give a shit." That's interesting because I, I think that's a huge part of it too. You know, to oh know, my god, I'm not going to see my actual family for two years. Yeah, what? and you're—I mean, you're not going to see your family. Am I on a mission right friends? now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's what you've been doing. You've just been out here in get, LA, yeah, that's what it feels like. for God this oh whole time. Um, sorry, yes. but no, you're cut off. You're also cut off. From the world, you you can't read uh, oh yeah. anything. You yeah. can't read newspapers or anything. Watch TV. You so can't listen to popular houses. music. <laughs> it's really, they don't let you have the internet anything? or read stuff. <laughs> but you can't read like a novel or anything. Like no. you only read the Bible. Only Bible and Book of Mormon. Wow. And maybe church literature. They have you know their various magazines. Okay. You've got your the Friend magazine. Oh this gosh. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and they would allow us to watch within this particular mission Disney movies. Okay. Um, well, Disney was a Mormon, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mormon faith and Disney are very they are intertwined. They are one. It's, uh, I will this say, is like going on The Bachelor, the the, the level of like oh yeah. of your world too. You know, that's what I just said. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed it. <laughs> you, I, I'm so sorry. I said, Cut this we, out. We've recorded two of these. <laughs> hey, Emma, you know what? You're, I'm not cutting it. You are. You use your judgment for that Emma, one. Emma, do me a solid. Um, no, yeah. she called me before the podcast and said, I'm going to ignore Kevin for the first 20 Just minutes. Just know that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And up. I'll say his joke. And, I'll say, yeah. and then you laugh. Laugh as hard joke. as you yeah. possibly can. <laughs> and then um, we double team and gaslight Kevin into yeah, yeah, just really insanity. Good. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm quizzing you on so many questions about mission. Oh, but no, of you, course. Yeah, it's, it is fascinating. Okay. But Caroline um, wants to you're go. The first person I've met, I think, that could talk about it. Oh, too, yeah, and I'm in, happy in, in to. Yes. I mean, it is a weird thing as a Mormon, 
uh, outside of Utah running, I mean, meeting non-Mormons and they're always like, you know, they have a lot of questions and, but yeah. people are very, either really careful and they don't ask you anything or they just like go for it at a thousand miles an hour. Well, and yeah, I much prefer that. I'm we're like, pretty sure. reckless. So yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I, uh, nobody else wants to talk about this shit. So. And so the, the purpose of the mission, I would assume is to make people converts and make, yes. bring them into the Mormon church. Is that a door to door thing as is probably the most, Oh. like common, you know, perception of it in it, media, like being in a suit and just knocking. It is, okay. uh, except where I went, because in that part of the world, the uh, Muslim population is largely in control of government, of the government. Yeah. And so going door to door like that as a Christian missionary is not allowed. It's a, literally illegal. Oh, it's illegal in Singapore. So we were or, basically, are you in Malaysia, you I was said? in Malaysia at okay, this point, yes, okay. but I think it's also illegal in Singapore. I'm wow. not positive. Okay. So we were not where we, uh, wore ki- like a twist on the classic missionary suit. We would wear colored button up shirts. We couldn't wear the classic <laughs> name tag. And oh my gosh. we basically like had to have people referred to us. Rather than oh, approach them. But right as I got there, nice. I think two missionaries had been in jail for doing it. <gasps> like, in jail? Yes. They, oh, my gosh. They got caught doing it. 19-year-olds and, just yeah. tossed into jail. Malaysian jail. Their disguise wasn't good enough. No, no, no. The shirt so, should have been popping. So pattern. this is the rare part of the world <laughs> in which Christian religious persecution is yeah, kind of real and tangible yes. in some way. I'm ways. here today Many. to talk about the persecution of <laughs> the Christians. The is yeah. at war. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I guess, yeah, that's I mean, that's, that's the sort of imagery that fuels oh a thousand gosh. missions, so right? It's I, like, I would be triple scared. Oh yes. my God, of mm-hmm. course. And then I'm also feeling guilty where I'm like, I'm selling these poor people on this thing that you have to pay money into and I don't believe in it and I'm yeah. sweating through my suits. <laughs> I'm wet all the time. Um, um, not fun. Hey, I was converted by a sweaty, wet man who Aww. wanted me to be a part of the, No, I'm just That's saying. Right, be a fun, story. <laughs> That's my story. And, yeah, um, how many souls you save? How many souls you save on that <laughs> you trip? Do numbers. You bring in. Yeah, let's and you talk were numbers. With someone as well. You are. You okay. have a what's called a companion. Mm-hmm. Mine was, I mean, very much like he had stepped out of like a the 50s salesman routine. No. Like really was kind of a huh. sweaty forehead at all times, kind of lumbering man who I just hated. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> and I, was he also he was from my, Salt Lake City? Uh, I think he was from Idaho. No, oh, okay. I think uh, rural Utah or something. Yeah. Did not like this person at all. Not and he was my part. only social connection. So it's, uh, oh it's a wild. It would make you go crazy. And it <laughs> literally <laughs> did. Oh, no. Oh no, it literally oh, no. did. It truly I had a, like a genuine nervous breakdown. Oh my god. On of the, course on the you mission. Did. On the mission. Of course so four months you, in. So you went home early. Then. Oh yeah. Okay. And it was like Oh my gosh. I had a nervous breakdown and they were like, Okay, we can put you in a South uh, like a Singapore mental hospital huh. or you can go home. And I was like, Okay, well, I'm going home. home? <laughs> I mean it was but it was this choice between like going to like get mental help, which was more like, obviously a lot of this was conditional. I mean, I do have mental health things I deal with, but it's like a lot of it was entirely environmental stuff. Very much exacerbated. Right. So it's like, I can do that or I can go home to like this weird social situation, Mm. which didn't feel great, but it was preferable. Also stressful. Right. Uh, So I did it and my family was fortunately very supportive and 
Uh, I had two older brothers who both went on missions. And so I was like, I dropped the ball. Uh, Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I mean, thank God at this point, because it really was like, this is the unofficial exit from this whole thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. It could have gotten so much worse, too. You know, oh my God. stuck it around for even longer. It really could have gone much worse. Could yeah. have gone to jail and had a nervous breakdown yeah. in jail. <laughs> How proud of yourself do you feel, like, looking back at that teen you know, I, <laughs> who went out there I and am. was like, I'm done. I'm calling it. I, I can't I believe think it. Think of all the consequences yeah, of this and the social pressure and the disappointment and all that. And was Yeah, like, I've no. never thought about it that way. But, like, that, yeah, that scrawny little person, uh, like scrappy made a little decision. nobody, yeah. yeah. Little nobody. You protected yourself, you know, despite all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think my Truly. brain kind of overrided everything. It was just like we're pulling the cord, get us yeah. out of here. Yeah, would love to go there on vacation. It's a beautiful part of the world, and the food's so <laughs> delicious. Uh, well, if yeah. they recognize you when you go back, it's you're him. Like, oh no, this guy. <laughs> Don't give him any I'm delicious back. food. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow, what an experience that yeah, was. Yeah, wild. Uh, but then, it, yeah, it was like, they kind of tried to convince me to go back on a mission. And then there was like a oh my God. church leader that basically told me that the devil was in my head, which was like, okay, now we know that this whole thing is insane. Sounds I'm, like Caroline's therapist. I'm going to back up. <laughs> Caroline had a therapist that she doesn't have anymore that yeah. emphasized the devil when it came just to a just couple like times. thoughts. Yeah, yeah like here and there. Yeah, and I sort of like A couple fly. more than you need. And then, yeah, two times, yeah, it's more than you need. Yep. Um, so anyway, that was weird. Were and they I religious? Go. Yes, it was like, well, it was weird. It was a non-religious, like, therapy center, but it was connected to a church and oh, funded by a church. Uh, right. So, and she, and I had told her to be fair, you know, that I was like, I think I'm a Christian. I don't know. I'm there. I'm in this moment, you know, right, right. I think she just made some assumptions. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to be cool with me saying the devil. Um, and I was not, but anyway, um, so they, they were like, oh, part of your mental health crisis is also like the devil is in your head and is convincing yes. you that this is yes, the like way Depression out. is kind of Satan. Which oh, is so, horrifying. I mean, literally just a medieval way of thinking. Yeah. It's like, we're one step ahead, behind like drilling a hole in your head, yeah. which is like, exactly. so that was Let the really out. maybe the final thing where I really began backing away quickly. Yeah. What was your like uh, view on it and your spiritual life? Like after you'd come back from mission, were you still like, I'm still willing to give this church a shake and, and feel my way through it? Yeah, there was a little bit of that. And I think a lot of it was social. A lot of it was just kind of having a beat beaten into me for 20 years or yeah. whatever, you know. Um, it's kind of the Stockholm of it all. But there was like, I would still pray and um, still kind of go to church. But then it was just like, what am I doing? Mm. What is any of this? Let me out. Um, and then a man ran for president. That man's name <laughs> was Mitt. That's not my future. Motherfucking <laughs> Did you have anybody in at the time that you could talk to about it? No. About the doubts and like the difficulty. So you're pretty all isolated, it. man. Man, Ooh. I am so sorry. I mean, it's uh, when you're in Utah and you uh, like, yeah, I had no one to talk to about any of this, mm-hmm. let alone like being gay or anything. So it was just, a, I mean, a lot of the last. 15 years of my life have just been like figuring it out on my own and being very careful, Mm -hmm. inching forward, inching forward. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, there's a lot of things I'm still working through. I 
I, like there are things will pop up occasionally. I'm like, I can't believe I'm still dealing with this shit. Yes. Like, can, can you be specific or is that personal? <laughs> I mean, I mean, like the most obvious one is just like between my boyfriend and I there. I mean, like there's a lot of repressed, repressed emotion. There's a lot of like the cultural aspect of Mormonism where it's just like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. We're not going to talk about it. Um, is that a specifically Mormon value or because I mean, obviously there's a lot of overlap, which is like waspy Protestant culture too. Uh, Yes. So I'm wondering if there's like a specific breed of it that's unique in Mormonism. I think within Mormonism, it also combines with the like desire to be perfect and always better, Mm -hmm. uh, which you're like, which is not a bad thing to always want to be a better person and always want to improve things, but also and sometimes can be unrealistic and can be unhealthy to be like, how can I be a better person? But those two things like frequently within my relationship can uh, cause clashes because I, my boyfriend's the opposite where like he grew up in an Italian family where they just yell at each other nonstop (laughs) and they're not mad at each other. They're just yelling their emotions and everyone's fine. Uh, So when I am not as forthcoming, he's like, he can pinpoint it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But then, and then the other thing that I still feel like I deal with is I made this enormous de- decision when I was 19 and it blew up in my face in a pretty dramatic way. So I think it still affects my decision making, where like yes. making, de- I'm very risk averse and like uh, up to like choosing a menu item at a restaurant. Like I mm-hmm. shut down. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah. Those are some of the Can things. I trust my judgment? Right. You know, right. if I felt so sure at that time. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. I resonate with that significantly yes. too, in, in terms of uh, decision fatigue Oof. and second guessing myself all yes. the time. Yeah, that seems to be. I I feel like that's also specific to me, but that's definitely something that comes from mm. a theology that's the heart is deceitful above all things, and yep. your flesh is blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not da da da. Like yeah. So that's yeah. a little ingrained there. So you're not alone in that for sure. It feels good to meet other people who have similar problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Always. And, and like, um, I don't know if you even still feel a little bit of affection too for some of the things you learned and the people and the values you had, but also wanting to deprogram a lot and realizing like, oh, that was, you know, 20 years or 25 years. Mm. It's going to take probably that much time to also I don't want to hear it's going to be that much time. Isn't that terrifying? <laughs> I know. Hopefully not, but like... Or maybe double. Maybe like double the time. I, I say that as a hopeful thing of like, oh, but it feels like I'm still dealing with this. It's like, oh yeah, well, because it took 20 years to get it in me, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to take a while to undo that script as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. there are things that I like, I appreciate that I uh, learned growing up Mormon uh, and that there are things about the religion that I really respect and like th- things that they value like honesty or hard work or just being nice uh there are but then there's i mean there's just will always be the giant roadblock of how much they hate gay people which oh. is just and then the new angle on it that's so wild where it's like we love them but we don't yeah what's going it on feels there? yeah like a little to me the mormon church the way they talk about gay people is like like the way I talk about raccoons, basically, where it's like, <laughs> we love them. I love them, I but we're, I'm not letting right them in the exist. house. <laughs> I am not letting them in the house. L- very cute. It's uh, don't mind when they even the, go through the garden. They have to be that way. Right. I'm not gonna execute them on sight. <laughs> Maybe uh, a car obviously. will hit them. 
But uh, I'll put poison on the perimeter. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's crazy. It, I, I feel like there's a little bit of a similar thing in, you know, the conservative evangelical churches where it's just sort of repackaging the hate mm-hmm. and the, the blockage in nicer language than previous generations. That sounds like yes. a really shitty PSA slogan, which is like, repackage the hate. <laughs> just repackage it's it. just like, use different the words. messaging is wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's almost a more poisonous way of doing it where it's like, insidious, yeah, yeah, we kind of, we can trap you, but you can't mm-hmm. be yourself here. Yeah, yeah, where like, before, when they were like, no. You're not me a no. slur anymore. I, but, I believe I was yeah. reading earlier today, the Mormon church's official position on it used to be uh, more, in, in listeners, if I'm getting this wrong, you can correct me, but it used to be, oh, the the attraction is the sin. And now it's like the attraction's not the sin. It's acting upon it. Yeah. It's the sin, which is a very popular yeah. evangelical in Protestant. Right. Hair splitting yeah. going on there. I know. Yeah. It's absolutely maddening and it breaks my heart yeah. that people still deal with it. But I don't know. Got out. Yeah. And then did you deconstruct to a different kind of worldview that had to do, that had the capacity for spirituality? Or were you baby with the bathwater with it? I, a little baby with the bathwater. I mean, it is, I mean, it's that religion. I I think it's a little unique in the fact, fact that it's like, we are the only religion. We are the only true thing. God started this thing back up in the 1800s and this is perfect. No, everyone else is completely wrong. <laughs> so you grow up in that and you get at like, you grow up thinking everyone else is completely wrong and this is right. And then you realize, oh, this is wrong. And it's like, oh, okay, so I have no worldview left. Like, everyone else is wrong. They're <laughs> wrong. W- what could my <laughs> beliefs possibly be at this point? Yeah. Um, That's interesting, yeah, because if it was a belief system where the foundation was, we believe this, others might be right, we don't know, then deconstructing from that would be so like, whoa, what? what is anything? Right. It wouldn't shake the foundation of what is objective truth right. to a degree. Like, what was the attitude of the of Mormons that you knew and the Mormon church towards even just Christians that were not Mormon? Was it just like, they mean well, but they're missing something? Like, what, like, what was that sort of attitude? <laughs> that Mormons, so I didn't know many Christian, like non-Mormon Christians in Utah. Like, they, all non-Mormon Christians are, look, or when I was growing up in it, were kind of seen as just weirdos. Like, I just like pictured them as like people who got to wear polos to shirt to church uh-huh. rather than a dress shirt and tie. <laughs> you always had to wear the dress shirt. Right. So it's more it was of a like, style choice. Right. Yeah, yeah, I always yeah. thought uh-huh. that other Christians were a little more relaxed and that they just were strange or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're like Mormons aren't antagonistic towards Christians in the same way that a lot of evangelicals are towards Mormons, mm-hmm. which is like a crazy hatred, uh, which is uh, confusing as well. Yeah. Uh, Mormons are like, they love everybody and they want everybody to come into the thing. I mean, like, they're not, they don't have malice or anything. I, like, obviously, I completely disagree with the entire organization, but like, the people who are in it, they believe that what they're doing is great and they want everyone to enjoy this great thing. Yes. Um, yeah. Which you can sympathize with, you know? I think yeah. I think yeah. Like, the, the sincereness is there and it right. is a good intention. Right. It yes. just gets out of control very quickly and Not then it's me. a billion dollar organization that owns a huge the shopping money. mall. The money is fascinating right. about it too. You know, the, the centralized money. Because mm-hmm. yes. I think that's another big difference with 
the Mormon church and then like broader, you know, Protestant Christianity. We don't have like a centralized. We don't have a city right. where it's like, go to this city. Yeah. Right. Mothership pre- is there. Isn't there like a president, you there, know? There's, yeah, <laughs> like he's the, the prophet is also the president of yes. the church. Oh, that's right. Yes. And and like, you know, maybe many denominations in Christianity Vertical do have a little bit of a structure, you know, and a hierarchy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I think that is an interesting part of Mormonism. Oh, it's yeah. Like very, very centralized still and, a, and kind of like the Catholic church a little bit. Totally. Yeah. And there's specific things uh, about Mormon culture and ideology, theology that are interesting to me. That always stuck out like uh, alcohol abstinence, right? Sexual abstinence. I mean, sexual abstinence is shared by kind of a lot of religion. Butter. Yeah, what's yeah? <laughs> hey, if we're listen, not gonna have something to shame. That's people. one of the greatest hits. <laughs> they sing it at karaoke for Across a reason. Come centuries. on now, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, and uh, uh, what was the other one I was thinking? Oh, the other one I was thinking was the the underwear situation. Oh, of course. Yes. Was that the case growing up? Or is this a retrograde question? No, uh, all Mormons will... Because I know like polyamory is a retrograde question. Oh, yes. uh, That's not the case. But but growing up with underwear. Yeah, you don't grow up with it. When you turn 18 or 19 and you go through the Mormon temple, that's when you start wearing it. Okay. Um, But until then, you know, I'm in my underoos. Fruit of the loom. Uh, Fruit of the loom. Fruit of the loom. Uh, Um. Here's another question out of my Mormon ignorance that I have for you. It's like <laughs> there there has to be sort of a spectrum of like extreme Mormon belief and then not so extreme. Are there many like denominations within Mormonism or are they unofficial if they're like They're unofficial. Too far? If you oh, okay. stray at all, you're no longer part of the mainstream Mormon church. Ooh. And so what's the attitude within the church about those that like claim to be Mormon churches, but are, you know, have straight outside the theology or whatever? They, the Mormon church just disowns them entirely. And they're usually polygamists that usually oh, that's like, okay. dad will have a revelation during a dream. And he's like, I, I need some new wives. And then he's starting a new oh, branch a of new the Mormon wives. church. <laughs> surprise, I had surprise. a revelation. I want to <laughs> fuck a lot. Oh my God. Um, okay, Lord, this in, burden you give me. thinking from this man. <laughs> yeah. But there have to be also like more progressive Mormon denominations too. How does that the, work? I out? mean, this one to me is, I cannot, mm-hmm. I mean, there are like more and more progressive Mormons and it's, uh, I, I don't. I can't wrap my head around any of yeah. that mentality. I mean, obviously, you grow up with the faith and you believe in it, and you don't want to let it go. And then you're exposed to the world and like see, okay, you know, there are different types of people and this sort of thing. So I can kind of see, but it's like Mormonism is so. It's not like an a la carte religion where you can be like, right. oh, I believe this part, I believe this part, but no, thanks to that shit. It's like you're all in or not. So when it's a when a progressive Mormon is like. It's a it, it's a very confusing thing when you start okay, picking yes. and choosing, but I see more and more of that. Yeah, I was curious about that too because I was reading about them, uh, you know, and even some of the like famous, you know, Mormon influencers, which are big, by the way. Oh, they're like, huge. Yeah, you know this, Kevin. I don't know if you know this, but they are huge. I'm I'm familiar at a long distance okay, with the yes, Mormon with that, mommy with that blogger world. industrial uh-huh. complex. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. some of them are like maybe a little more progressive, and mm-hmm. I was just curious, you know, if there's like. A parallel where, like, you know, say Kevin and I grew up going to more conservative churches, we could still be a Christian and then go to a church that is like gay affirming now, you know, that right. still would like be a Christian church. It's not like officially part of anything, but like it exists as an option. Right. But you're saying, like, yes, it's still a little, a bit of an anomaly and it's definitely not considered officially Mormon. Right. Yeah. There, I like the only church, Mormon church I would be aware of that 
accepts gay people is happening in someone's living room. You know, it's like yeah, okay. not actually happening in their yeah. church houses around the globe. That has to be coming. I'm curious, you know, in a hundred years, two hundred years, you know, the way every religion eventually sort of fractures right. over things like that. Just even on a it, population ratio yeah, level. Yeah, it's right? just like yeah, well, and especially like, with our generation being so much more progressive mm-hmm. and everything as time goes on, it has to happen, right? It does feel like there's m- more and more pressure on it, and it feels like eventually it may buckle. But like mm. the church, again, is founded on this like idea that God came to Joseph Smith in the 1800s and, and was like, I took my church off the planet for a few hundred years. Here's the perfect one. It's not going to change again. And they've clearly revised some of their theology over yes. the years. I mean, like— the famous, most famous is like not allowing um, black people to have the Mormon priesthood until like 1975 or something. But I think it's getting harder and harder for them to revise because there's so much attention. There's the internet, you know, it's like uh, when you make a revision seems this late now. in the game, it's a little yes. like, what's going it's on? It's like, oh, that seems well-timed to right. social progress exactly. happening as well. Exactly. Yeah. But the, but there still is belief <laughs> that like the It's funny to prophet... think that they want to do the revisions, but they're just like, <laughs> don't look at they're us. Gonna, How do we no. sneak this in? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate it. But technically, the prophet could still be writing like scripture right yes, now. That's yes. like another part of it where it's like right. the, the prophet gets modern revelation okay. from God, but because that it's could work perfectly confusing. with not fracturing the church, you know. Oh, be like, yeah. oh yeah, we all we this is always part of it, uh-huh. you know. We're still official, and now we are gay affirming too. We gotta know, talk to this prophet, give him some tips. <laughs> give him to some this research. like ninety-five-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> How old he is? Yeah. He's very old. Because that's where, like, you know, a lot of Christian and the Catholic Church broke too, you know, was like, well, it's, you know, in the Bible, this doesn't change. So we're going to have to break over our interpretation Mm, or whatever. Right. Instead of being like, we could just rewrite the Bible. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if it ever really splits or if it's just going to continue being mostly centralized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder if the relative uh, size is going to make a difference with that too. Mm. Because the the Protestant, the non Mormon church, it's so sprawling and has all these like multitude and like it, it has so many different uh, like sectors and denominations that it would just it, it must include queer people whether it, it wants to or not. Right. So then yeah. would it like right. coalesces, uh, you know, around yeah. like queer and queer affirming congregations? It makes more sense where I wonder if like the relative smaller size of the Mormon church protects itself from that progressivism mm, because that makes then sense. it wouldn't penetrate You have to worry so much about inclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, huh. yeah. Interesting. We'll, yeah, we'll I mean, see. it's still very, I mean, it is all over the world at this point, but geographically still Utah. Yeah. So it's uh, easier to keep things under control. And probably like less that. than the Catholic and, and Protestant churches, I guess. J- just from like a an attendance factor, right. I would imagine. So we're going to be following this closely and reporting on it here on GCS. We're in a helicopter just kind of circling the Mormon church. Did they budge? <laughs> Did they move? How would you describe your worldview now with spirituality? I am not a spiritual person at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am a little superstitious. Mm-hmm. And when I'm like extremely down, I will like yell at the ceiling. Let, sure. let, what's going mm-hmm. on? Yes. Um, and the ceiling's name is God. Yeah, I mean, you're not yelling it does, at God. I did spray paint that on the ceiling. Just happened to name. <laughs> Why would you do this to me, God? But you are just talking to your ceiling. A little roof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I would uh, describe myself as uh, I like not. I'm not an atheist, but uh, constantly headed in that direction. Mm. Uh, but slide down. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, All the way down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I recognize that. I feel like yeah. That. I mean, yeah. I, I like the idea of spirituality and I like uh, imagining there's something greater in control. But it, I mean, at least in my, from my, where I stand, I'm like, what's, what is this thing in control? Because it's a maniac. It's <laughs> truly a Drunk. wild. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I like the idea where it's like, it's not even how could a good God allow suffering? Like it, <laughs> he must be evil or not with our best purposes in mind. It's like, no, he's straight up like an unhinged guy <laughs> who's like, like, what if I did this? nutty professor. You want a little COVID? <laughs> <laughs> Our universe is run by Mr. Bean. (laughs) Well, Miss, I will say, Mr. Bean's got a freaking turkey stuck on his head for the last two years. (laughs) Mr. Bean, get that turkey off your head. Please. Please. I want to see my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh boy! Well, oh, that makes sense. thank you for answering all of our yeah, dumb questions. About yeah, that. I mean it's only the been in the fire. last yeah. couple of years that I've even felt comfortable talking about it, like publicly, because my family's still very much in the mm-hmm. church, and yeah, they're I all wonderful. That's a pain but, point. but they accept like, you the way you are. They're fantastic. Oh, great. Good, good, good. good. They're really good wonderful. Yeah. Yes, that's good. And we accept you for who you are, and we forgive you, Richard. <laughs> as yeah. long as you forgive me, yes. <laughs> that's all I want. Uh, that's and, what we have to offer. You know, Malaysia is waiting. So I got the ticket when you're ready. We're waiting. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time for singles ministry. It's singles ministry. (laughs) Singles ministry. I got to re-record that. It's a little flat there. I say uh, that every time we play That's the charm it. of it. That's Ministry. what makes it good. It's real. <laughs> yeah, I guess it I guess it is representative of most worship leaders in the country. <laughs> so a lot of what I as I alluded to before, a lot of what I understand about Mormonism and Mormon culture, I will say a good chunk of it came from Angels in America. Oh, interesting, the, of course. The play uh, yeah. and, and of course the movie. Uh, and then some of it came from other cultural osmosis things, the Book of Mormon, um, you know, getting into, I'm a big fan <laughs> of the Killers. We talked about the Killers on the show because their last album was so concerned with Nephi, Utah. Oh, right, and, right. And, uh, and, oh, yeah. and Mormonism. And oh, yeah. Did faith. you see that Imagine Dragons documentary? I'm not watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that that band stinks? You can say it. And also their whole, 
I mean, they are in this category where I'm like, what are, what's what the is it? plan here? I know. Uh, it was like, plan. I guess the gesture was nice, but please, like, think it through a Wait, little more. Wait, what's the gesture? You know? Like, hey, sorry. Like, what? I, I don't yeah, understand it what was, the dress is because I was, haven't seen it as well. It was like, well, the main singer, I mean, bless his heart. Just you know, a, a dim, a dim bulb. Uh, but, okay. but but trying, you know. And mm-hmm. he's like, right. I just realized that like there are a lot of gay people mm. who are fans of our music mm-hmm. and Mormon, and also who have been hurt by the church. Let me figure out what that's all about. And I watched this a while ago, so I might be summarizing a little um, coarsely. But he does like he goes to. An LGBTQ center in Salt Lake City okay. and talks to some kids there and what they dealt with. This is Dan Reynolds, the lead singer. Yes. The, yeah. and, and the documentary is called Believer. It's a 2018 documentary yeah. that was on HBO that is no longer on HBO oh, you're for kidding. some reason. <laughs> oh. I'm Somebody not, realized? I'm not kidding. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, I don't know what that means. I yeah. don't know. And it was pretty, I mean, at the end, it's it's like kind of nice. It's just him being like, this is silly, you know, mm-hmm. and we should embrace these people and make them feel welcome <laughs> this here. This is silly. Wait, what, <laughs> which silly, part really? is silly? <laughs> it's, hey, listen, it's, we could all be a little silly. It's wrong that these people <laughs> yeah. feel excluded from the church sure. and like, I love the church, you know, and it's it's makes me sad this has harmed so many people. But mm-hmm. then he continues being a member of the church and yes. being a million and, and being a millionaire and not I don't know uh, I, I feel like he did do some sort of maybe small concrete action but I can't remember what it is unfortunately <laughs> I, I might be not doing him a service but he donated five dollars to the Trevor Project yeah, at yeah. the end of the movie basically yeah we love the Trevor Project yeah. who's Trevor I don't know but we love his project <laughs> uh, yeah and I'm just so curious like was that a risk for him did he lose anything from that I don't know I don't know if that was really like a big mm-hmm. step out of the bounds right so popular already. You're right. I don't know. Imagine dragons. But he's still part of the church, so he must have gotten some heat. He's still part of the church. We talked about different things that maybe we could do for the show. We, we went through it. Of course, there are like, you know, the industrial complex of Mormon movies. We've taught, we've had guests on the show who've been in Mormon movies, even though they're not Mormon what? themselves. <laughs> yeah, our friend Allie was oh, yeah. in a Mormon movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then you brought this to my attention, and I remember it because I had friends who, they either auditioned for it. I don't want to say their names in case they don't want it out. It's friends of ours. They auditioned for this. Studio C. Oh, boy. Studio C <laughs> is the BYU... Mormon sketch show. It's like Mormon SNL, basically. Mm. And they do Mormon stuff and humor. (laughs) And apparently, they pay really well. I mean, they they do not pay well. I don't. I've heard that they'll reach out to UCB out here in LA, like, we're looking for writers or whatever. You have to move to Utah. And the number I was quoted was $30,000 a year. A year? Oh, yeah. Okay, never Which mind. could be wrong. Then and maybe this is for perform. Maybe they pay the performance. Oh, Great little fact check right yeah. there. Thank you. Yeah, that uh, is a good fact check. My God. Uh, oh, wait. So they make like a TV program you can watch? Do. Okay. A TV program? <laughs> <laughs> With indoor plumbing? <laughs> Caroline, if you want to see some In television, color? there is a... How do you even watch that? Oh, it's on YouTube. There's okay. a sketch oh. I found called... Mormon misunderstanding. Oh, boy. Mormons be like... So let's take a look at this. Oh, there's a live audience for these? Maybe. Oh, hi. Maggie, hi. Oh, my husband. There's two girls at a dinner of some sort. You guys, this is my friend Maggie from my grad program. Hi. We both went to school with the I watched a little bit of this. I can't believe you came all the way out here from Utah. Oh, Oh, no, I'm from New Hampshire. Oh, but I thought you were Mormon. Oh, yeah, but not all Mormons are from Utah. 
Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure my aunt's Mormon, and she said they all live in a commune together, so. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that, that's not true. There's, like, millions of us, so. Oh. That must be, like, a ton of communes, then. Yeah. <laughs> no. Sorry, Glenn gets a little excited about other people's cultures. Oh. So the joke is... <laughs> well, what? Close. What? You're not supposed to drink, right? No. I don't drink alcohol. This is water, so I still have to consume fluids to live. The joke is that everyone is a complete moron. <laughs> if you're not a Mormon, you're Extremely stupid. stupid. <laughs> um, so I'm sure we big could Big John have... Christ vibes on these videos. <laughs> Shout out we to our predator that. king, John Chris. We forgive. Welcome back. Welcome back. He did the work. Your love. He did five Cancel months. culture is have control. <laughs> and we love you. He did his time. Oh, my gosh. I want to hear this Donny Osmond story, though. Oh, we, my God. We spoke a little bit what? about it. Donny Marie Osmond, famously Mormon. It famously Mormon. Oh, yeah. Oh, that seems oh, key. Yeah. Look at them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> the teeth alone. <laughs> I, will, I will give a shout out to Mormon dentistry here. Incredible dentistry happening in Utah. Oh, Very yeah. uniform. And the Ooh. best singing. The best singing. Oh, well, okay. Well, <laughs> You're talking about the Tabernacle Choir? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's a good choir. They're known for the singing, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't know. Oh, do you want to throw him a bone on this <laughs> Tabernacle Choir? P.U. Never really rang my bell. Never heard of him. <laughs> Didn't ring my bell. Oh, I don't I know her. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yet, uh, I think it still happens at BYU, the school, uh, every year around the 4th of July, they have something called the Stadium of Fire, which is kind of a fireworks extravaganza. And we would go occasionally uh, as I was growing up. And every single year, the performer was Donny Osmond. BYU, by the way, is <laughs> Brigham Young University. Occasionally, they did have the Mike Love version of the Beach Boys. With John Stamos on drums, that was a big moment for me oh, as like mercy. a Get. third or fourth grader. <laughs> uh, but the uh, the memory, my, the clearest memory is Donny Osmond arriving in the stadium, dangling from a rope from a helicopter. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> Can you Hell imagine yeah. anything more exciting? No. Wait a second. Stadium of fire, light up the sky on the 4th <gasps> of July. That's the theme. And then I feel like... Uh, there was like shrapnel falling from the air because oh there were so many God. fireworks. Oh, wait. Is Johnny Osmond like the Tom Cruise of Mormon? He kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, give him, you know, Just unlimited budget. <laughs> the The greatest showman. The greatest showman. Kind of the best celebrity I think treatment. He, he was for uh, probably until the... You know he's I, this. He's got to be a senior citizen at this point. Yeah, he's resting. Uh, he's resting. <laughs> he's resting. Um, he's such he's a read. Oh my god! But, <laughs> in the nineties, he probably was our Tom Cruise from a helicopter. From a helicopter, dropped sixty-three. Into the- yeah, and then I believe performed with his children, uh, the uh, Osmonds, the Next Generation. Oh boy, who were of course no good. Um, you, can't, uh, you can't follow up a, a helicopter entrance with. A, a milk toast song. No, 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 no. Come you've got to have. You killed the You've got to blow people <laughs> you gotta away. Come, you got to come with something big. <laughs> you know what? Something I heard was that <laughs> at some point Michael Jackson advised Donny Osmond to change his name to Viper. I don't know if that's true or not, but I love. <laughs> oh you should be that. Viper. Michael Jackson. Viper is the way to Same go. Same man. Um, <laughs> I I have to ask also, what was it like when Mitt Romney ran? 
What was the annoying. feeling? <laughs> I was so in annoyed. In the community. <laughs> annoyed. Oh, in the community? Pro- St- Star Spangled. Absolutely. Hell pride. yeah. Um, Star Spangled, hell yeah. <laughs> but from where I was standing, just constantly annoyed. Just annoyed. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, he, he just, I don't know. He, great I, head of hair. Great head of hair. Nice looking family. Weird names all around. <laughs> yeah, it's like mint, pitch, dipshit. What's the name of his kid? Dinky. Table. <laughs> squee, squee. Uh, <laughs> Pooty tank. <Hulk. laughs> and Hulk. <laughs> um, By the Dad. way, uh, this Halloween, this is coming out pretty close to Halloween. I am thinking about going as bi- a binder full of women. Do oh, y'all think that's a good right time? Do you think it's? I think it's time. Not too late. While the iron's no, hot. No, it's time. <laughs> People don't remember um, the moment. The binder's I, full of women. I, I remember being shocked as even as a kid. How, what year was that? It's 2012. Okay, so I was. Wait, I wasn't 12 years old. No, you were not. I was 22. You were 22. Wow, okay. <laughs> You're my age. Oh, my God. Anyway, I, I remember being kind of shocked at how even the Christians, like, embraced him, you know, as a Republican. Right. And I was so confused. I was like, I thought, <laughs> we thought Mormons were Look, you get that ring bonkers. and the Christians surround you, as yeah. Mr. Trump oh my demonstrated. God. Exactly, These people yeah. have I feel no like that was the precursor. Like, yeah, I'd be right. like, yeah, he's I remember like even asking my mom like are we cool with this like shouldn't he be Christian she was like it's kind of you know it's close enough no it was shocking to me yeah happy pro-life happy (laughs) (laughs) pro-wife that's kind of the Republican pretty much much. yeah yes by the way Tuscaloosa is in Alabama I just want to that feels Alabama I just want to clear the record yeah Yeah. Yeah. yes (laughs) so so we wanted to do singles ministry about a song that's not necessarily written by a Mormon, but we found a version of it by uh, a Mormon, uh, a little Mormon boy named David Archuleta, who people may remember from season seven, I believe, of American Idol. He came into second place. Who was first place? Was that David Cook? Yeah. I'm already out of my depth. I was reading the Wikipedia. It was David David Cook. Cook, Yeah. Okay. I was watching this season, I think. I think I was still into it, but I, okay. I do remember David Archuleta. I being believe such I was still watching deal. it as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was still looking for that high of Clay Aiken, Ruben Studdard in <laughs> season two. Never got it again. Never got but it I again. Always looked. That hit. That that hit. High. <laughs> I always looked. So yes, David Archuleta, uh, lifelong member of the Mormon Church, also recently this year Super came out recently. as queer himself. Uh, maybe identifying as he put in his Instagram post on the bisexual spectrum. But maintaining uh, what he said in the caption, there's this long caption he posted on June 12th of this year, 2021. You can read it if you want. But he uh, identifies as like either asexual because, which he, I don't know if he's using that right or maybe I'm not re- using it right. But regardless, he said he's saving himself from marriage still. Okay. So he's still part of the Mormon church and still subscribes to much of the Mormon faith and belief system. Right. But also being this kind of a fly in the ointment as like, He's a famous Mormon boy who sings with the, you know, this BYU vocal point acapella group. Mm. So it is like, uh, I I wonder if this is... Like maintaining a bridge to the church still. Well, I mean, if Lauren Daigle came out tomorrow and said like, hey, y'all, I'm gay. Like, it just, you wouldn't, that'd be it. You'd have to go off into whatever CCM exile would be. But he's still Mm. able to maintain whatever the status is within the Mormon church. 
Right. I wonder if it's because the community is smaller, so it's like, well, who else we got? You know, I don't yeah. know if that's part of it. No. I don't know. What's your read on it? My Andrew? read on this is, I mean, and you know, look, I don't want to judge anyone's anything journey, especially in this territory, but to me, this feels a lot like every Mormon's beginning to come out and leave. I mean, mm-hmm. he obviously has a lot more. Does he have any focus on him? Uh, hard to say. Hard to say. Hard to say. Hard to say. Uh, <laughs> but I guess within the pond of Mormonism, he's still a medium-sized fish. Yes. So I imagine he can take, there's going to be two paths. One will be he's eventually leaves the Mormon church and comes out fully whatever he is and pursues that life or becomes one of these Mormons that's like truly absolute poison to the world that's like they remain closeted, marry a woman, and then tell other queer young Mormons, this is how this your is life should be. This the way to live, be. yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to be that one. It because, feels like there's less room for that yeah. in the world in general. Well, and he I already called it, a shot. I read yeah. an interview with that he would, he talked about it a little bit. I think it was with like a queer magazine or something. The interviewer was queer. And um, he did say, you know, like, I tried to date women and I tried that whole thing and it just was not working. He said he tried to change himself for yeah, 20 years. change it. Ooh. So he will not be one okay. of the ones I think that is like her trying to how old is he? Celibate or convert? Eleven. He's, like, uh, he's eleven <laughs> years old. Eleven and a half. No, he is. Um, he's still pretty young. He's thirty. He's thirty. Oh, he's 30 okay. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and oh. he came out. He said to his family in 2014. Oh, interesting. Which is really interesting. So he's been, you know, at least to his friends and family, out for a while. But has not seven years pursued any of it, and is now. But Maybe asexual. I, I, yeah, I, I don't like to speculate on people's yeah, sexuality. It's obviously, it's a weird well, situation. Right. The, to be in the no Instagram caption was long and kind of confusing to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, "Oh, you're so where are we? Something. Yeah, yeah. He, no, I found this interview with him where uh, this gentleman was. Oh, here we go. Talking to him and, and grilling him a little bit. Yeah, there's so much relief to not feel like you have to hide. So this is after he came out. A part of yourself. Yeah. Like a secret. Like how would you describe your sexual orientation? I would. I would still. I'd say I, that I don't know. I guess some form of being bisexual because I still. I'm still attracted to both, whether I want to or not. We sat down with him, and it got very personal at City Winery in Nashville. <laughs> the video's like, we cut him off because he kept rambling. <laughs> he clearly doesn't have an answer. Yeah. At this point, I. I have. I haven't. You haven't. He hasn't no, been with a man. No boyfriend. Whoa. No. No guy. In my post, I, I mentioned I still believe in saving myself for marriage. It was this post. <laughs> the life is like draining it from his eyes. Yeah. Decided to tell the world that I came out in 2014 as gay to my family, but then I had similar feelings for both genders and that he identified on a spectrum of bisexual. He had just broken up with a girlfriend. He wrote that he's sharing this to help Christians like himself who are wrestling to follow their beliefs that are so important to them. Did you pray over this? Nope. What was he going to say? God, I, you can't oh, it's uh, baffling. 
You're the God of miracles. Yeah. Okay. I mean, anyway. it sounds like he's just really in the middle of it still, right. you know? Yeah. So I, I kind of appreciate, like, usually people have a very short answer by the time they came out. But right. it's not always like that, There right? is something yeah. nice about someone being like, he's I like, don't know, man. I'm straight up <laughs> in the like, middle. Uh, I don't even know yet. But I'm mm-hmm. telling you, something's happening. It's still honoring you know? yeah. enough to whatever his identity would be to be vocal about it. And yeah. then... Some Mormon kid's gonna be like, "Shit, I can do that." Okay, great. Yeah, right. you know? right. Yeah, that so feels that's positive. The hope, I guess. Yeah, I just hope that uncertainty isn't dr- church-driven. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Of still confining himself right. in some way or because other. Because I had that same thing where I was like, okay, "I'm gonna date women," uh, and it just w- was the worst thing for me and for the women I was dating. It was so right. unfair to everyone in the equation. Um, but you do have, you're like, you second guess yourself so much. You're like, yeah, sure, there are gay people, but, and I have all of what I hear being gay is, but that's not me. Mm. And yeah. it's so confusing. Especially if you haven't even dated a man yet. Right. You know, you're like, well, it doesn't feel like I have the official confirmation either right. that I'm supposed to have or whatever. But um, he's out here singing on the salt flats with, <laughs> oh my God. Wait, I was, before we watch yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. can we watch his new music video oh for his boy. single? Sure, Caroline. That's, that I called? think you'll get kind of the, the, the clearest answer of like where he's at. Right now, okay. from okay. sort of the movement that he's doing in this, I think okay, it's called movement. Move. It's right? called Moving. Boy. The song Movin'. is called Moving. Here we go. All right, now let's take a look at this. Okay, so it's just. He said this was inspired by Latin music, but not necessarily a Latin song. Okay. Okay. He's got choreography. He's got backup. <laughs> it's the choreography. Wait, you're saying the I don't just oh. as someone who, He's getting there. Uh, fully re- basically removed from what's good in pop culture at this point. Is this something that like people are watching and kind of liking. Oh, this looks bad to me. 211,000 like, people oh are watching God. it. It's like some sort of kids boppification of nothing. Ooh, this is not a good There's music later video. On to, you can see him like counting in his head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just, like, working. It so, is interesting that he wanted like, to challenge himself he's to dancing with men but on the other side is women because yeah. maybe he's wooing the women. There's, uh, yeah. Man, this is... He wants is, to move. He's... This is gorgeously multifaceted. There's yeah, a lot to very read interesting. here. And I think it's so interesting because when he uh, became famous too, he was like a child. He was oh, yeah. very young. My grandma loved him. Yeah. And I think Everyone's that was so, grandma so much of the him. appeal was he was like this perfect, sweet little, Muppet little boy, boy, sang like an angel, uh-huh. like totally nice, inoffensive. The story yeah, of every was- gay child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I, th- I bet the pressure of that has also weighed oh, on him too. Sure. He's like, I'm 30 years old. You know, I, I haven't had sex, but I would like to. But everyone still thinks of me as like oh, this man. little sweet boy. You I know, can't let the grandma. Maybe down. he's lying about the sex. Maybe, maybe he's smashed. Before. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, that feels. Uh, I, I hope he's smashed. But in the meantime, smash when you're ready, boy. I want to listen to this song. What a beautiful name. Okay. This song by David Archuleta and the BYU Vocal Point. It's by Hillsong Worship originally. Oh, boy. And uh, there's a lot, lot, lot going on in this one, but we're going to watch the music video for just a second. Almost. Try to hit the post. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hidden glory and creation. 
Okay, now he's surrounded by men in all white shirts doing a cappella harmonies. Five men who look like the default character in a golf simulator. <laughs> uh, truly. I'm going to guess all white too. Like, yeah, I believe ethically. so. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, the last time I sang in a choir, this was part of our repertoire. Was it really? This song. So, uh-huh. this is a classic. I classics a stretch, but it's a modern. It's a standard, perhaps. <laughs> Call it a classic. Perhaps. I just can't. This is not David Amor, but they Who's are. this guy? They are walking in the desert. They're smiling while they sing. It's so chilling. <laughs> in the way all they're doing it, they're so serious. I love it. Oh I will God. point out. I believe this is the same setting as. The scene in Pirates of the Caribbean yes. when the giant woman turns into a bunch of crabs. Hell yeah. Do you remember that? I think oh, they're yeah. really paying homage to that. There's scene a lot here. of big moments that have happened on these salt flats. <laughs> I hope that David turns one. into crabs. <laughs> I love it. Folks, <laughs> For yourself, this David. <laughs> video has two million views. Damn. 2,706,000 views. So the David Archuleta High came the, out. <laughs> it's on the B- Everyone streamed this all night. Well, I wonder because it's on the BYU Vocal Point YouTube channel. Mm. The pinned comment is David Archuleta. Thanks so much for inviting me to be a part of this. I absolutely loved it. Aw. <laughs> just like he's, yeah, he's just a cute little guy. A nice, I took nice a dive boy. into the uh, the boys uh, oh, backing him up. Please uh-huh. share what you found. What you find? Look, they're covering BTS in the worst way oh. possible. The choreography is devastating. It's an oh. absolute choreography. Choreography. They're trying to do, I think. They're trying BTS. to do the dances? Yeah, and it looks rough. The, I mean, like the blood was drained out oh, of their bodies. Right. They do. Uh, okay. I found something that's extremely my shit. <laughs> Here we go. By the way, I can't recommend this enough. You're having a lonely night in. Get on YouTube. Any song imaginable, just type it in and then put acapella after. <laughs> You're going to find something you like. Oh, boy. Have you ever felt like. So this is. BYU vocal point doing You Will Be Found from Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, boy. <laughs> have you ever felt They like have been to every, 45 years every old desert setting in Utah. Life. Every beautiful nature <laughs> setting every in Utah. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty. Oh, he's pretty. in city. Oh, city, city boy. Oh, no, school. Oh, okay. school. He's Evan Hansen now. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh my God. Oh, boy. It's not real, though. There's no bullying in Mormonism. Gosh, what a beautiful oh, name <laughs> it is. Um... There's a song from Hillsong Worship, Ben Fielding, Brooke Ligertwood, writers of this. A song from 2017. And this is a controversial song oh. in the Christian music space because people have taken issue with the theology of the lyrics. Oh, you've got to be kidding. No, the people have really parsed it out, including Caroline, one of our favorite Favorite boys, John the Diaper Piper, didn't like this song. <laughs> Listen, he is going to have an opinion 
on anything. On role play, <laughs> on this song, whatever you can One dream thing up. About John Piper, gonna, he has thoughts. He's going to pipe in. <laughs> Theologian Pastor John Piper criticized the song. He said, I don't favor the lyric. It fits too easily into a theology of God <laughs> who created us because he was lonely and then saved people for the same reason. He just can't be happy without us. What is the song called? That's literally it's called, what I was taught, by the way. It's called What a Beautiful Name It Is. Okay. God's uh, lonely. Well, John Piper doesn't like what you were taught. Well, you know, the lyrics are, you didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. Oh. My <laughs> sin was great. Your love was greater. Wow. What could separate us now? I would so miss it, that. Is, it is very romantic in that sense. Like, I can't have heaven without you, Caroline. I need you, baby. <laughs> Obviously. Like, <laughs> so, and there's been like back and forth in the community. Like the songwriter come out and be like, no, here's the scriptural basis. Oh my god! Yeah, this is really benign. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Um, if it was called Jesus isn't real, or you know, sure. something like this, I could be like, sure. <laughs> Satan is your friend. <laughs> Satan is your friend. Give yeah, Satan yeah. a chance. You can find more. Yes. I could see a problem. Death cannot hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the boast of sin and grave. Heaven's a roar in the praise of your glory. You are raised alive again. You know that's. Just standard praise stuff like, you're so great, mm-hmm. you did this, you conquered death. But I think, yes, it's that second verse that uh, really right. set people off where it's you like, didn't want no, God was cool us. without us. He it doesn't even need, need us. Yeah, which everyone loves like, hey, worship this person that could care less whether you are dead or living. God is a cool loner and yeah. a bad boyfriend. <laughs> Oh, he's such a bad boyfriend. Bad boyfriend guy. He's a weirdo. Look at his hat. I'm weird. (laughs) He is weird. Caroline, you 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 knew this song before. I did, yes. Um, I I think I had sung this at church uh here and there, but it must have been like a new one. You know, I was on the way out maybe by the time this was going on. I know, I know. My memory. I know if it was 2017, it's like, wait, that's damning to me. (laughs) And would you guys sing would you be in the like congregation singing these things? Yes. Yeah. See, that's such a weird thing to a Mormon. We really? only would sing hymns, which are so dour and like oh, yes. not even remotely close to pop music. So it's, it's yeah. that was another thing growing up where like other churches don't have a bunch of boring song, Old songs, songs in a green only. book. Yeah. yeah. I love that idea of like, well, the sacred songs stop at 1865 <laughs> and then no more. You know, that was it. Yeah, why, they, why can the prophet write a few new songs? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Get to work up there. Yeah. But yeah, we. Uh, I mean, there's there's some ups and downs to that, you know, to oh, have, yeah. have some modern music in there. But you do, you can get a little more energy. Yeah. For sure. The drum but, kit. but then there was, a, there's this thing in like so much of modern Whoa. evangelical Protestantism in which like everyone gets so tired of the Hillsong stuff. They're like, you know, I actually love him. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, <laughs> yeah. everyone gets okay. on their Sufi on shit. They're like, totally. actually, have you heard Come Thou Fount? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit rot. Like, everyone goes In the other way. In my days, yeah. I was like, hymns are actually the best worship music for sure. They're more complex. <laughs> mm-hmm. Poetry, yes. Wait, so clarify this for me. Sure. I'm obviously barely familiar with Hillsong. <laughs> This is the Chris Pratt Church, is that right? Oh, you know, technically baby. not the Chris no. Pratt Church. He doesn't attend there, but it is the Similar Chris. Vibe. It's adjacent to Chris Pratt. Yes, but it's, a, 
It's a huge, essentially con- conglomerate, like megachurch. And they're also like a hit factory. Yes. Yeah. There's so, a songwriting correct. team. So, so there's okay. the Hillsong is a, is a music band and oh. also Hillsong the worship. name of the church. Hillsong United. Yes. Oh. There's Hillsong United, Hillsong. Hillsong Worship. Yeah, What's that? Yeah, yeah. But people just call them Everyone Hillsong. just calls them Hillsong. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's why we call them, we say, they're like the Hydra churches. So we say Hillsong. They just sort of have many Many branches. Wow. I had no idea. Started in Australia. Interesting. And then came over here. Okay. Yeah. And they're cute. And they are kind of like most of the, you know, modern worship songs you're singing in church will probably be a Hillsong United song. It's going to be Hillsong, it's going to be Bethel, or it's going to be a guy. Like yeah, or a guy. some other guy, <laughs> yeah. like uh-huh. John Mark McMillan. Yes. Or a fucking and um, are they like charging churches to buy the rights to the songs? Yeah, there's publishing rights. I love it. So it's a yeah. money-making I thing love... as well. And CDs mm-hmm. oh, are still happening. And streaming, I guess, now. But yes. Yeah, not really CDs. I mean, it's <laughs> a not CDs, very but that's a, oh, I remember, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's CDs you have. Of Christian music. I also love that you shared it like it was a little secret, like they sell CDs. <laughs> Something so disgusting as CD merch. sales. Merch. <laughs> Could you imagine? But but they also are one of those churches that's like very cool and hip and we dress well, but like right. if you're gay, you can't be a pastor here. Or like <laughs> so do anything, wild. you know, I, official. I, yeah. yeah. The perfect crystallization of the culture is in an episode of the other two from this previous season. Yes. I haven't seen it. In which yeah. they go to, uh, it, it's all Hillsong specifics with names changed. Right, right. And it's like, we're fucking cool and the, and the pastor's hot and shirtless and baptizing people and it's like, they don't like women and gay people. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the culture uh, And people are place. still finding out. Like, people will go oh. to that church for years like, not knowing that. Wow, they mm-hmm. kind of keep it buried. Yeah, and just I think they also it. just like, aren't concerned either so they just never ask like, hey, what's the rules about gay people. So yeah. who's like running the ship? Is there like some hidden crone that's like yeah. still super homophobic? The... Yeah. Well, I mean, there's oh. church leadership like Brian Houston and yeah. then um, uh, less prominent people. There's different pastors in each of like the huge, like, you know, the New York City campus, okay. the LA campus. So yeah, they got yeah. little... Coming out of the like reformed legacy, mm-hmm. right? The reformed legacy. Uh, not so much with Hillsong mm. in terms of reformed theology. More charismatic. Yeah, I oh, think okay. so. Yeah, because yeah. of Australia stuff. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. that It's amazing to me that there's controversy about this because this is just not a meaty song, I'd say. About the... Uh, Theologically. Right, yes. right. It's it's a very sweet song. It's a like a pop song, right? Like, yeah. You just make adjustments you, so the lyrics you, work. You are good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Very simple. Like very mm-hmm. the, the prom song stuff. And I, I enjoyed singing it. It's very singable. The range is very limited mm. for actually how much. It's just. Don't say that in front of David Archuleta. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not. It's like, no, it's actually really hard. There's to not sing. huge octave jumps or <laughs> intervals or like. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. There is isn't type. a big like yeah brandishing big second moment Mm-mm. going on in there. No, 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 no. Yeah, is there a bridge? So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bridge is, death could not hold you. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Been born before <laughs> you, for you are raised to life again. Oops, I, I lost it because I was too busy watching Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> I get lost. BYU, I again. You have no rival. You have no equal. I found it so fascinating just to see how, like, Mormon, because we were talking before, like, 
was there Mormon pop music? And the answer is not really. Not really. Not it's really. Not, yeah. It's just not a thing. It's uh, There are Mormons who become kind of successful pop musicians that have nothing to, for example, the Killers. Mm-hmm. But nothing, like, growing up, there was not, like, a cool Mormon song you would listen yeah. to. Yeah. Well, I guess that there isn't maybe, like, a Mormon music industry the way there is CCM. No, Like, there's not a lot of yeah, labels that, that would even promote a rock star right. Mormon. Right. And who is I, still officially, you know, of the church. Yeah, I guess the Osmonds could have gotten that going and then decided they would <laughs> just do, like, kind of weird 70s yeah, music. So kind of like a one-off. That was the one chance they Show. had. <laughs> And I'm sure when, like, put in this position, you know, these boys, these BYU vocal point boys, they've been around since the early 90s. By the way, nothing more toxic than an all-male acapella group from experience. Oh, of course. From experience, because Caroline was a part of a— Wrong. Uh, we call that an integrated acapella group. <laughs> no, it was an all-girls one. It was all-girls? Yeah, it was. Oh, the co-ed so- one was, like— for the stars only. Um, they were really good. Oh my gosh. But the boys one was just like, yeah, full of psychos. That's so <laughs> I believe that. I 100% But you know, checking out these boys' uh, songs, they did, I can only imagine, they did Amazing Grace. They did, you know, mm. All Is Well, Be Thou My Vision, The Climb, You Raise Me Up by Wait, Josh Miley's Groban. I, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing it is. Oh, it's going to be another mountain? Let's see. There's a voice in Oh. Yes. Oh, that hell yeah. Sound. I know this, like, <laughs> step I'm taking, every move I'm making. I, re- I remember, <laughs> man, the climb was a very meaningful song to me when I first moved to LA. Aww. And I would really? get into theological arguments about it. Okay. Oh, the journey versus the destination. What's the argument? Forth. I don't even remember what it was, and I don't remember which side I was on. I just remember someone was about like the destination versus the. And no, now I think I remember the guy I was living with, and he talked like this, and he like, oh my, did God. he ask himself questions? Sure, he did. Like one of these people, and he was like, no, dude, the destination always matters. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like, because the thing is like, it's not about the destination, it's the climb. Mm-hmm. And you're so. like, no, it's about the gas stations along the way. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> On the way to where you're going. Yes. So good grief. I know. Not too, too much to say about this song. Yeah, I'm just, just curious how it came about. Acapella yeah, it is weird to see collab. a crossover like yeah, that yeah, within yeah, yeah. Mormonism for them to, you know, imagining... What's what's the group called again? Five Point. This is BYU Vocal Point. Bring BYU, BYU Vocal, vocal point. point. Like I see the benefit for them right. to have you know this big star mm-hmm. on the track and this other but guy. For David, what's he doing? Yeah, and uh, who must be associated with Hillsong, right? No, uh, I don't think so. Oh, he's was no. he just a random a soloist. No, from the group? I think he was a soloist. They he's found him because he's salt in the plants. other videos. Yeah, yeah. that that was, was the other there. issue I have. I was like, why is he also getting star billing with David singing solos? Like he is just part of the group. Yeah. Oh, that's you hired David. Let David right. sing. Yes, let David. Sing. <laughs> and those other guys are furious. They feel left out. <laughs> yeah. I, I and hope, he used to wear a dark I shirt. I hope all those boys are okay. <laughs> I hope they're secure. I hope they're happy. I hope they're not. Being gaslit <laughs> Honey, in they're significant... Not. Oh, no. <laughs> they're in an all-male acapella group. I already told you. <laughs> well, maybe maybe not that'd be fun. well. Because here's... Think about it. Think about the difference in your head between male acapella group and barbershop quartet. Barbershop quartet. Fun. Spooky. Whimsical. <laughs> maybe a little spooky. You <laughs> can see a near a gazebo. <laughs> near a gazebo. At the springtime picnic. Yeah, that's fun. A little fun. throwback. Male acapella group. 
<laughs> toxic fraternity culture. Hopefully, homophobic. Homophobic. A lot of the time, for at least when I was around. Oh my god! Like the gag all the time was like, "What if we were pretending to be humping each other the entire oh, oh, song?" No. <laughs> <laughs> and this like huge laugh. And everyone said, Caroline, no, we can't do that in our group. <laughs> like, Why not? <laughs> I will say, these seem like nice guys. I, you know, uh, <laughs> what can I say? They, they look like angels sent to oh. guard an old navy or something. They look totally inoffensive <laughs> an to old me. Navy. <laughs> an old navy in the salt lands. Yes. They look, they look like I vanilla have extract right. as a person. That's a very <laughs> dark <laughs> color. <laughs> yeah, wait, that's also, not nearly white enough. Vanilla, vanilla extract as a person, there's alcohol in vanilla extract. Oh, yeah. So oh, by me. default, they could not <laughs> be. Evaporated vanilla extract. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you know what? I do have clear imitation vanilla extract. There you go. For some That's it. That's yeah, like sugar free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure they're oh, sweet gracious. guys. I'm sure they're nice. They're voices of angels. Yeah, the way uh, they mm. they all look kind of adult babies. And yeah, God bless them. Soft faces. Soft. The softest faces. <laughs> The softest little faces. Oh, goodness gracious. You know, maybe we should like rate this thing, huh? Yeah. You know, just get down got to it. it. We've said what we got to say. There's a lightning storm outside that oh, feels a, like the Lord's judgment. Too. Yeah. It feels very close, doesn't it? The boys, uh, yeah. The way this works, Bridgers, <laughs> we're going to give it a holy toast or holy roast. Holy mm-hmm. toast is a thumbs up. That's when we send this song all Dude, the way to heaven. You're on planet. <laughs> Home plant. I know we didn't get into the plant stuff. Holy roast, that's mm-hmm. a thumbs down. We send it. Or if we're not sure, we can put it in purgatory, which is, of course, the space between. <laughs> and we'll start with Caroline. To me, this is a perfect space between song. I mean, look at the setting. Is that not a, a liminal space if you ever saw one? Where are they? What does that mean? Well, if this is such a nice time, why are you in such a sad, lonely, dry, arid desert? It's because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you don't That's know where you're point. going. You're not going forward. You're not going backward. You're just in this desert with David Archuleta, who's also fittingly in the middle. And he's figuring it out, too. I, and you got to spend a little time sometimes in purgatory, and you're going to figure your way out, you know, <laughs> up or down. So I wish them well. Holy, uh, sp- holy space between. <laughs> holy, holy space holy between. Space between. <laughs> We've never had this is unprecedented. Two hundred and one episodes. Category. <laughs> a holy space between. Oh my gosh, Bridget, yeah. we turn it to you. Oh, that was so beautifully argued, <laughs> and you made that point about the salt flats. But I can't say anything <laughs> bad about this song. Look, yes, you it's can. It's a holy toast. <laughs> okay, okay. It's absolutely a toast. The boys are out there. They're walking. They're yelling at the sky. <laughs> Five of them have they they got their shirts at the gap. They're yelling clean as whistles. Uh, <laughs> David leading the pack with this guy who has obviously kind of maneuvered his way into David's mm-hmm. shadow. No star power. All envy. Right. The <laughs> the politicking and the games being played. <laughs> Uh, I have got, I mean, the layers just beyond the song, it's a visual feast. It's an audio pleasure. Mm. Wow. The, you know, those harmonies come in after David sounds like 15 balloons deflating. I love it. I adore the sound. I can see myself buzzing down the 101, 90 miles an hour that 
blaring from my car stereo. 90, 130 <laughs> miles an hour. You, know. <laughs> you have no rival. Hell yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, holy toast. Wow. Holy toast. Holy toast. Congratulations. Here's my pitch. Here's what I want to see. Here we go. Succession, but it's the backstage politicking of it all male. <laughs> Acapella. Boys band. The solo. I'm specifically at Brigham Young University. Oh. So yes. there's no substances getting in the way. It's no. not like, oh no, he was drunk and he said something he shouldn't have. Yeah. They're all sober-mindedly saying what they're saying. Just yep. shrewd. The and sharpest minds. Very, That's right. And, and, but like using kindness as hurts. the tactic yes. to make the things happen. Uh, just incredible. You yeah, know, can't imagine. For some people, kindness is their superpower. And for some people, it's a weapon. <laughs> I did point to myself when I said kindness is a superpower. Because <laughs> I'm disgusting. Uh, mm. I, I want to be agreeable and I want to be empathetic too. Whatever these young men are going through. And I want them to find peace. That's my big thing now. Whenever I see something and it just feels chaotic or feels complicated, I'm like, I just wish peace to all involved. I hope they I find wish everybody peace. the Disneyland in their hearts. I hope they go to an Epcot of the soul. A fast pass to happiness. <laughs> so I will give it a holy toast too in great hopes for them. Yes. So it is unanimous. Or no, it's not unanimous because no. we got a holy space between for Carol. Stand by. It's a holy toast from two-thirds of the GCF podcast tonight. But we're not the final word. You can go to at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter and vote for yourself. So get out there and... Pokemon, go to the polls. <laughs> Guess what? It grows the economy. <laughs> These are our leaders. Yeah, Hillary's my leader. <laughs> She's still my These leader. are our best politicians. She's my leader in the kitchen whenever I want hot sauce. <laughs> All right, Bridger. <laughs> It's that time. It's that special holy time right now. We are dimming the lights in here and we're lighting (laughs) the candles and we're taking it to a more worshipful space. And we're not here to plug ourselves or promote our projects. We're here to lift them up to the Lord in a holy, Christ honoring way. And we start with Caroline. Uh, You know, I don't do anything online but honor Christ. At Caroline's Park, and that's where I'm at. Um, my lift up, you know, this week it's kind of mainstream, but it's also kind of different. And it's Squid Game on Netflix. Ooh. I'm watching it. I'm loving it. Uh, if you've been hearing the buzz, if you've been curious, don't wait around any longer. Go watch a show. It's a lot of fun. A little scary. Now, the fun thing about recording these is in advance is by the time this comes out, there will be a backlash against Squid Game. <laughs> That's like Squid Game is actually like homophobic, racist, problematic. You have any idea <laughs> how stupid you sounded? And Caroline's like, watch it. It's so good. <laughs> uh, okay, we turn to Bridger. We turn to Bridger. Bridger, where can people lift you up? Look, we mentioned it. Got a podcast called I Said No Gifts. Mm. Great podcast. If I didn't get on your nerves over the last hour or so. <laughs> How could you? Look, if bar. I didn't uh, ruffle your feathers, come on over. Kevin's a recent guest. Uh, and I did come on over. I had a great time. Yeah. Me and Dexter had a wonderful time. We had a wonderful time. Uh, and, uh, you know, the internet, I don't know. Yeah. I, who cares? Oh, he's so fed up with it. I do have something... Uh, 
I'll tell you what I'm going to lift up. Yeah. Which is ki- actually kind of relevant to this podcast. It's called The Way Down. Ooh. It's a documentary on HBO about this woman. Gwen, yeah, we'll cover that. Yeah. Gwen uh-huh. Shamblin Lara. Are we familiar? This no. Yes, it's a sort of cult situation. Well, yes, it's essentially about a church slash cult led by this woman. She look uh, in May. She uh, passed away. Okay. Her plane blew up, um, or crashed, or <laughs> something happened to her. Oh my god! Uh, but she was leading a cult that essentially the main point of the whole religion was God wants you to lose weight. God is worried about okay. your figure. He doesn't wow. want you. Was well, it Satan or God? <laughs> <laughs> so this documentary follows women. You have never seen this woman has broken the record for bad hairstyles. Oh my God. Every new shot is a different version of her hair. Uh, I mean, the the thing is wild. I don't know if it's a good documentary or not, but the subject matter is enough to keep you going. Oh my god! Wow, I'm gonna watch that. All right, yeah, on HBO the Max way down. now. The yeah. way down. We're gonna clown on the way down one day <laughs> on the podcast. Thank you, Bridger. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Port everywhere. I'm gonna lift up. Uh, okay, don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. I already did that. Can't do that. I haven't finished that book yet, so I can't stay in good conscience. Um, I'll lift up uh, for watching TV uh, anymore. What's that? You're not watching TV anymore. I am, but I don't want to lift up anything I've watched. Oh, <laughs> I've been there because <laughs> yeah. it'd be like. Great British Bake Off's fun. Like, what am I going to say? <laughs> we know. We yeah. hate you. Yeah, we Shut hate up. you. There's a guy, Great British Bake Off this year called, his name is Giuseppe. And he's, uh, oh, the Italian. He's so cute. Oh. He comes on screen. I just start laughing. I need to tune back in. And I've got to get on board. And yeah. I think I should have cast him in, you know, in the Mario movie. But I missed <laughs> yeah. my shot. Oh my God, we didn't even talk big, about that. Big, big. Whiff. Uh, whiff. That's my bad. I don't know. Listen to the music of Faye Webster. She's one of my favorite artists the last few years. Wonderful. Love her. She's great. Okay, whatever. Faye Webster. Uh, You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You can lift us up at patreon.com slash good Christian fun for more good Christian fun. Ooh, we got some bangers there. Ooh, we got some rockers in there. Yeah. And then you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We donated our to charity for each review you leave. This month's charity is Feeding America. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Bridger, thank you so much thank for joining so us on much, the show Bridger. tonight, King. Thank you for having we me. We bless you. I had a wonderful time. We love you. We forgive you. <laughs> All of the above. Yeah. I can walk out of here forgiven. Let, the let rest us say of this something that you must hear a lot. Thank you for the representation. <laughs> uh, and it's in all these things we say, okay. Okay, I love, I love you. you. Amen. Amen. And let's go out with, um, you know what? We're not going to go out with the BYU vocal point. We are going to go out with something I found, which is a little performance by Acapop Kids. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> and it is called Of course it is Shallow <laughs> You have to watch the music This is why I'm lifting up This music video Do they reenact the ending? Of these children of singing <laughs> Yeah, they all do They're singing from that <laughs> It's all these like moody kids Singing in a white bar their fall colors They all look so mean <laughs> It's so awesome, guys. I love it. You know the good 
<laughs> it was such a big deal for all of them to get into this group to book this. Okay, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.